Well, hello, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, we are here tonight to talk about an amazing film that just came out uh, last week. Um, but before that, welcome to Nom Watch Review. That's right, that's what the show is called, uh, part of Nom Talk, ne Nom Talk Network. Um, on this show, we review the latest film drop or throwback celebrating a milestone while eating and drinking our favorite movie snacks and drinks. So my name is Jordan Orozco. For those of you who haven't uh, frequented us or been on Nom Talk, I've done a couple of things on this channel. Um, and right now, I'm simply just joined, uh, drinking a lovely, wonderful Belgian White uh, Blue Moon, because it's wonderful. Um, but earlier I had some steak and some truffled mac and cheese, so that was really good. Now I would like to introduce our guests for the evening, um, the lovely and wonderful people you see here on screen. Um, so let's start with Jefferson. What's going on, man? Hey, what up? Yeah, I'm Jefferson. Uh, I just, I just, I, I got invited here by uh, by Stephanie, one of your people, your producers. Yeah, we both work at G4, and so it was like an easy scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, it's good to see you. Um, and then I'm just going to go next to Whitney since you're on the bottom. What's going on, Whitney? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm Whitney. I'm from Fans Cooking Fiction, so I do a lot of themed cooking and baking. And I'm always excited to be a part of the review process and talking all things nerdy and film themed. Most definitely. Well, welcome. And then there's a mysterious person on this uh, on this stream tonight. I don't know who this person is. <laughs> sir, sir, can, can you... Um, <laughs> oh, it's Kenji! Hello. Hi. <laughs> I am the Kenjinator. Uh, you can call me Kenji. Uh, uh, it's great to be back. I was here last time with the Uncharted review. I had a great time and just wanted to be back. <laughs> great to be back. <laughs> and then I haven't seen this dude in a while. We cosplay a lot, and I haven't seen this dude in a while. But yes, yeah. oh, yeah. I go way back. Yeah, I, we. I was so stoked to find out, like. Uh, she gave uh, when Stephanie sent me the itinerary saying like, oh, these are going to be the guests today. And I saw Jefferson's name. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was so stoked. that's great. We're just bringing people together on Zoom for to do not much review. So it's great. Um, and then we'll start with Kenji. What are you having tonight? Are you having anything special uh, tonight? It's uh, the plain old water for me drinking. You got to stay hydrated. You know how it is. <laughs> Absolutely. But I might, um, I, might, I might dabble in this bottle of scotch later. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh, well. Excuse me. Um, and then, Whitney, are we enjoying anything tonight? Or are we just... Yeah, I'm having some coffee. I've drank most of it. But I had some pan dulce with it earlier, too. So, so like, Mexican sweet bread. <laughs> oh, that sounds yummy. And then, Jefferson, what's for, what's for dinner? I don't... What's for dinner? I'm just having a snack first. I'll have dinner later. But I'm having, like, pretz, if you know what that is. Uh, wait, it's green. Oh, there we go. It's green. Right, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It's like pocky, but it's naked and tastes like tastes like pizza. Yeah. Oh, same makers. Same makers as pocky. So that's it's, it's in the same family. It's like savory <laughs> instead of sweet. I maybe they yes, should do yes. like a like a like a pocky pretz collab. That would be weird, but also kind of good. Yeah, right. They're already in the same like neighborhood so they might as well yeah. at some point you know might as well yeah. um okay so what are we all here for right obviously we're here to talk about the batman right the batman, the batman. The the batman. batman. <laughs> um yes the batman not the batman but the the batman um uh, which stars our wonderful uh robert pattinson zoe kravitz jeffrey wright colin farrell paul dano andy circus john Turturro. 
Um, this, so for me, this film, I think um, heading up to it, uh, I wasn't really expecting a lot because the people that they have in it, I was like, I don't know. And then you see the trailers and obviously you just get a snippet, a snapshot. And I wasn't, um, I, you know, getting up to the film, I was just like, oh, do I really want to go see it? Do I want to go back to the movies? Just see, see, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I will say I was fairly surprised with um, this film and coming out of it and being like, wow, like I actually enjoyed that ride more than I thought, right? It's like when you get on a ride that you're like, you've never been on, but you're like, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And then you get off and you're like, oh, that was actually <clears throat> quite pleasant. Um, how did you all feel? Let's start with Jefferson. What, what, what were you feeling coming up to the, to the film? Coming up to the movie, let's see. I think like the lead up to it, I was going in with like mid expectations. Like I already knew going in that it was going to be good because Matt Reeves hasn't really made a bad movie. Like I loved Cloverfield. That was one of my favorite like monster movies. And so like I was going in with that ex expectation that it was going to be at least good. But yeah, no, that blew my expectations like way out there. Like, um, I, God, like that was, do, do, you, do you want to say our, like what we overall think of it now or later? Yeah, I think we'll just go like, we'll, we'll start with preliminary. Like, so what, what were you feeling okay. up to the movie? Yeah. And then, yeah, we, well, we can delve. The casting right of in. Robert Pattinson was, uh, first it was a shock. And then I was like, you know what? we can't just judge a guy by just by just one franchise <laughs> like sure I, I i think i think going in there were like a there were too many jokes about twilight but he's a very <laughs> underrated versatile actor like absolutely it took, it took until lighthouse for me to go like okay no i have faith in this guy yeah yeah um and then kenji i know you were just sort of mentioning stuff so how are you feeling up to the movie what what were your thoughts feelings so like I was kind of in the same boat with Jefferson. Like we like movie <laughs> per se. So I went into it kind of knowing that the movie was going to be at, was going to be fairly good. And you know, and anybody who was seeing uh, you know saying that Robert Pattinson, you know, oh Twilight, this, you know, like I was hundred percent behind him the second he got cast because like you know he's got he's done uh, like you know in metropolis he's basically bruce wayne and i also and i actually saw little ashes which was like one of his older like smaller films that he did where he plays uh, salvador dali and that's he did he did an amazing performance and you know completely underrated he really puts himself into a role so i knew it was going to be we were going to get a good performance out of him for sure and i thought you know zoe kravitz as selena kyle was a great pick you know, and Colin Farrell, freaking chameleon that he is. He looked great in the trailer. So I, I knew that we were going to, I was going to be fairly entertained. Great. Yeah. And then Whitney, what, what were your thoughts coming up to the movie? Yeah, so I'm a huge Batman nerd. So I was pretty excited at the idea of a new Batman movie. But at first I initially was kind of like, oh, it's kind of a random casting choice for Robert Pattinson. But I'm like, you know what? Like, let's do this. I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? And then uh, Zoe Kravitz, I absolutely love her. So I'm like, that's going to be dope. I was like, okay, I see the chemistry. I see where this is going. So I started getting even more excited towards like the previous month, you know? So I was like, okay, it's coming up now. And I started doing like a lot of theming stuff with it and like just kind of rewatching a lot of my favorite Batman films and just kind of excited. 
Yeah. I think, um, I think too, for me, like coming up to it, like my experiences with obviously Batman is just going to be, you know, things that I've read sparsely from the comics and then things that um, I've experienced with the other movies, right? Like my first Batman ever exposure, it wasn't um, Adam West. It was, uh, it was um, Michael Keaton, right? Like that was my first experience with that. And it was with, um, Jack Nicholson and you know it was with uh, Danny DeVito playing the penguin so I just remember my dad showing me that at a very young age and it's very campy because it's Tim Burton and so it's like it's very just and so that was my first experience and then once sort of like the Dark Knight trilogy came out that's when I sort of started getting involved in that and then I became obsessed with the Arkham um, the Arkham Knight game trilogy or the Arkham so like which is why that's my background because my favorite Arkham City was my favorite game of all time like for Batman period yeah. Um, and so like going into this, I was like, it, it was like, I don't want to say high expectations, but I wanted to say no expectations because I didn't want to necessarily put, I didn't want to be disappointed. Right. And then uh, coming out of it, I wasn't right. Like you're, you're not, um, I, I just, I, I was just mesmerized by everybody's performance, everybody's sort of way that they, you know, have done that. So I know here at Not Much Review, we do um, we do ratings based off of popcorn buckets. So one to five buckets, depending on um, what you want. So let's start off with Whitney. What would you give this movie just right off the right off the bat from seeing it? Yeah, I would actually give it four popcorn buckets. I, nice. I left very excited. Like I genuinely was like, that was freaking amazing. Like I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and then uh, Kenji, what would you what would you give it? Um, I give it a, a four out of five, just because we're not allowed to give half ratings. Like you know, like actually half ratings down is why I would want to do it. But you know, but you know, I'm giving it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a nice teacher, and I'm gonna round up and give it four uh, four popcorns. Uh, be great uh, on a curve. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, you know, I just thought I, I, you know, you're just barely passing the grade. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was a great, I think, you know, I actually really liked the film. It was one of the, but, you know, like, as much as I liked it, I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it so badly, but I I, I can only settle for really liking it. <laughs> sure. And then, uh, Jefferson, what, what would you, what would you rate? On my personal rating scale, I gave it 4.5 dinosaurs. But since I'm on, <laughs> since I'm over here at this, at this food, the food network, <laughs> non talk yeah four it's also a four for me for a uh, four popcorns out of five i thought that it was damn near perfect like this was the closest we got to a shot for not for shot for shot but like a one-to-one representation of batman like they, they killed it and they knocked it out of the park i'm not gonna lie um it's a even if you're not even a even if not if you're not a batman fan it's a great neo-noir movie too yeah, and so I also gave it a four to five. I think for me, like coming out and first reactions, I was like, it's five. But then, you know, like it's it's definitely not on par with for me, like the Dark Knight was. Um, so it's not like up there to me. But I think going in with no expectations and coming out pleasantly surprised and actually enjoying the whole ride, um, I for sure would do four to five. Um, and then let's just go right into it. So let's talk about... Um, the let's talk about the story first of all so if any if okay i know we're already doing spoilers and shit but just letting everybody know this is spoilers so if you're watching this this it's gonna happen it's happening um, been so, yeah, you're right the, the, the night is dark and full of spoilers 
you know what um as you start i'm just gonna get my pizza from microwave real quick <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so i yeah i was i was definitely shocked and amazed and i honestly feel like there was no wrong casting in this movie at all like i feel like everybody fit their role um even though so and i also felt like this movie was more realistic in a way where it sort of demystified batman for me where it was like you think batman's this like superhero with these superpowers right but this one it was more real right like selena kyle was a human uh, was a thief right she didn't really have like that michelle pfeiffer vibe where it was like supernatural and like got brought back by a cat she was just a human right but she was a thief and she was a trained thief right and um yeah so for those of you that don't know now that jefferson's back uh the story basically is uh bruce wayne the batman and i feel like this is a little bit like past an origin story but like before everything right like before he even knows who the joker is right before he even knows who any of these people are we got confirmation that it's year two but He yeah. has the Joker because Joker's in jail. So yeah, that's true. I mean, but we don't we the main no. villains the main villains Enigma, right? Or is at well, whatever they Northman or whatever his Nash. last name was. But Nash. yeah, yeah. Na- I was like, well, um, I, I guess yeah. I guess Enigma was too on the nose and too cheesy for them. Yeah. That's well, true. I, I think there is actually there, it's based on one of the comic stories for. Uh, one of the other origin stories that they have where he's just an accountant named Edward Nash who just really? figured out that Batman was Bruce Wayne one day. He oh, just yeah. happened to figure it out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is like, a, what, what was the thing that they did? It's like Earth, the, the new Earth, Earth 20, Earth something. Earth 2. That, Earth yeah, one? like where it's like, is there's it Earth things one? that are just, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, where things are just, I think this is the the the, way that Matt Reeves wanted to go. So the story basically is um, the Riddler's out killing people that are of high status. So the, uh, the commissioner, the, the, the DA, right? He's killing them because they're corrupt. Um, and Batman is left to figure out all the clues that the Riddler is leaving him. Um, and so as the story progresses, Selena Kyle gets introduced because one of her friends gets kidnapped and it's just this whole thing. So what did we think about the story? I feel like I feel like the entire time it was fluid. I feel like there wasn't like an area where I was like, I'm confused for a minute. Like, where did we go? Because Selena Kyle's story and Bruce Wayne's story were two completely separate arts in that movie. But for some reason, I wasn't <laughs> confused the entire time. Right. Um, how did we feel about the story? Let's start with Kenji. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, there was, uh, I mean, first of all, I thought Paul Dano, as the Riddler was great. I thought that a lot of the expositional things that they were doing was really well. Like the scene with the funeral, I thought was probably one of the best written expositional dumps in cinema. Like it's probably one of the, be- probably the best scene in the entire film. Um, but I, I felt a lot of, I, I liked the story. Um, there were some moments where I felt were a little bit like, uh-huh. Because, like, for instance, when you get El Rata, El Ratata, uh, he says, oh, it's a, a rat with wings. He goes, oh, obviously I'm thinking penguin or a falcon or stool pigeon. I'm like, hold on, you got stool pigeon before you thought bat? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? 
<laughs> like there are two things I think of when I think bat with rat with wings. It's seagulls and bats. Those are the yeah. two that I think of. So like I was just really I took that. But, like, but with I, that said though, um, I didn't think they. I, I wanted to see more of. I wanted to see more of that relationship between Alfred and Bruce. I thought it was touched on. Her first of all, how dare you just make Andy Serkis nothing more than a, you know. Beautified yeah. cameo. <laughs> that man is a brilliant actor. How dare he, he? is. He is. <laughs> um, but like with that being said, though, I felt like you know the story was very grounded. Um, it was a much grounded storyline. Uh, real, definitely realistic for sure. I thought Batman, like I said, Robert Pattinson's Batman was phenomenal. But with that said, mm-hmm. I wish I saw a little bit more of a difference between Bruce and Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's fair. Um, Jefferson, how did how did you feel about the story? What was what were some things and thoughts you were? That was my beef too. The disconnect the, the the disconnect between Batman and Bruce Wayne wasn't there, and at first I was bothered by it, but like after like really getting into it and a second viewing, it I kind of buy it because like I guess it's like this Bruce is still too young and he doesn't know to hide under the bill of Bruce Wayne yet. He doesn't know how to like act like a playboy rich guy yet. He just knows how to be Batman. And that's it. That being said, there are interactions in the movie where they're like, oh shit, it's Bruce Wayne. And Batman, Bruce Wayne's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I cannot tell this guy's Batman. <laughs> like what? Yeah. he moves and acts the same way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Whitney, how did you feel about the story? I actually, I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, it was, it was dark, it was gritty, and it was really interesting to see him in year two, you know, so he wasn't as polished, like even, you know, he didn't always land his landings. And that was kind of cool to see him sort of kind of like learning to sort of become Batman. And I just really enjoyed it. And it kind of, it was cool that it was more of a thriller. And even some parts were very reminiscent of a horror film. Like the score, even I loved, loved the score, and it definitely gave me Imperial March vibes. I don't know if anyone caught that, but anytime his theme came up, I was like, "That's so." That's very reminiscent of Imperial March, yeah. and uh-huh. I just the score and the theme and the aesthetic. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it and the story too. Yeah, I was. Um, that was the thing that I came in expecting was like people were like, "Oh, it's going to be a little scary." And there were like, I think it was in the very beginning of the film. Um, oh, when when uh, the Riddler was hiding in the, um, I think it was the mayor at the time in his house and yeah. you just see his shadow. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. But then when he attacked him, I, I jumped. I jumped because it yeah. was like a jump scare. And I was like, I don't expect this in a Batman <laughs> movie. And then like, there were some like following, you know, following that in, in the movie where, it felt more thrilling and more like heart pumping for me. Like there was mm-hmm. a couple of times when like my, my watch on my wrist was like, your beats went up <laughs> or for like your heart rate is like going. And I was like, calm down. I'm watching a movie. Right. Um, and I, some of those jump scares were from Batman himself. Yeah. Yes. Like him coming yes. out of the shadows, like yeah. that open, that whole opening scene I actually yeah. thought was really dope. You know, seeing like cool. like the whole monologue and seeing all the crime happening and then the criminals seeing like the possibility yeah. of Batman being out and just kind of being more afraid of that than police itself. It was kind of cool to see. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I think that, um, I think for what it was and the way that it sort of flowed with that sort of aspect, I think they did, they did a really great job. Matt Reeves did a really great job. Um, really sort of, I would say like human, like again, humanizing the Batman because he's a human, right? Like, yeah, he's mm -hmm. a, he's a hero vigilante. Right. But he's a human where like, we all have to, we all go through those like emotions and all that stuff. And I think it was really, I mean, you can't do this without You can't mention like, you can't not mention his parents without making a Batman movie. But I think the way that they did this one was very well done. I think it, it, it was like, oh yeah, Bruce Wayne's, because everybody knows Bruce Wayne's parents. They were philanthropists. They did all this stuff. But this one sort of, again, demystified that for me where it was like, oh, they're also human and they also do things that might, you know, where they mess up. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go straight into casting because this is something that I've been excited to talk about all day. Um, let's talk about. I know we've sort of briefly mentioned it. Robert Pattinson as a Batman, right? I think you all have sort of hit the nail on the head. I have always liked Robert Pattinson, obviously because I had a, like I had a huge Twilight obsession when I was like that age, and it came out. But he's also a versatile actor, and not a lot of people know that. Um, I think Kenji, you said Little Ashes was something that I saw that, and I was like he's phenomenal um lighthouse was great too right i was just a little hesitant because i'm like he doesn't necessarily ring out bruce wayne for me but i think mm -hmm. this bruce wayne fit i think it fit him perfectly well how do we all feel about robert pounds and i know kenji and jefferson have sort of mentioned it um whitney we'll start with you how did you feel about rob pat doing the batman like i mean i I love Robert, Robert Pattinson. I actually, it's funny, back in 2008, I lived in the same apartment building as he did. It was like right oh. when Twilight came out. And yeah, and I remember bumping into him and being like, hey, that's the guy that plays Cedric Diggory. Because this was before, you know, like <laughs> uh, the, the Twilight films that's come out. That's my boy! <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you should have said that. That would have made, that would have made. Could you imagine? <laughs> And it was funny because I was actually reading the Twilight books and I knew he had been cast and, you know, the movie hadn't been released yet. So I think he was in L.A. and it was more about promotion. But like we lived in that same building. So I thought I've always had this like weird connection where I'm like, I know who he is. He's so cool. You know where and he sleeps. Yeah, you know where he where sleeps. sleeps. No, no. <laughs> Definitely um, your own hair on his pillowcase, you know. So could you imagine? Oh, wow. <laughs> Sleep um, on this. <laughs> exactly uh so yeah I've actually you know I'm a fan of his and I just thought it was kind of like initially like I thought it was a random casting choice for Batman I would have never thought like oh Batman Robert Pattinson but I was actually I wasn't against it I was like oh I was like I'm, I'm kind of curious this would be kind of cool to see so I actually I'm, I'm a big fan sure um and then Kenji Jefferson did you want to add anything I know you all have sort of mentioned that you know he was all right if not we can look I'm ready to talk about. No, go ahead, Jeff. I just hope that, like, after seeing this, people, like, comic book fans that only watch comic book movies, will like go to watch his other movies and be like, "Oh, yeah. I guess I was wrong," or that surprised me, or something like. Yeah, definitely. I am a hundred percent. I'm right there with uh, Jefferson. Like, because I feel like a lot of people, too. I feel like a lot of people wrote him off mm -hmm. because of the fact that because he is the the glittery boy from Twilight. So, like, so I feel like. This kind of, you know, I mean, obviously he's done phenomenal performances with, you know, like with Lighthouse and stuff. But, you know, I feel like a lot of people 
who did see that probably didn't go see it because of Robert Pattinson. They probably went to go yeah. see it because of Willem Dafoe. So like, yeah, you know, so maybe so those people were like slightly, you know, were like genuinely probably surprised with that performance that he gave. So I feel like, yeah, like he knocks it out of the park as as Batman. As as Batman, I think he does a phenomenal job. Yeah. And I feel, and I really hope that this will give him like an opportunity for like other for people to start seeing his other films because he's he's got a deep catalog besides twilight yeah. and i feel like it's worth looking at he was in sure. good time right good time how was him good time i haven't seen that time? i don't know <laughs> i haven't even heard of it <laughs> Never yeah mind. um uh, yeah how, how do uh, so uh how do we feel about zoe kravitz so this is where i had some of my reservations but i feel like they worked um i feel like it was less of a Catwoman and more of a Selena Kyle, right? Where <laughs> she's also starting. She's already had this thief persona, right? She's art, but she's not the Catwoman yet, right? And it's it's sort of like a it's sort of like an in between for Selena Kyle, um, and then you know the whole relationship with uh, Falcone and her being like her dad and like all this other stuff. It was just very. I feel like the casting for. Zoe and Selena Kyle was perfect. I mm-hmm. kind of feel the same way, right? Where I feel like there could have been a little bit more Catwoman-y things that, that she could have done. Like the mention, like her drinking milk, right? Fine. Her having 8 million cats in her house, that's fine. But I think there could have also been a lot more reference to sort of like a Catwoman-y <laughs> feel for the character. But I feel like it worked for this type of film. Um, what do you think about Zoe Kravitz? Um, let's start with Kenji. Uh, I actually thought Zoe Kravitz was phenomenal as uh, Selena Kyle. And I'm looking at her as Selena Kyle, not as Catwoman, because I feel like that's because the thing about Catwoman is that she doesn't have to have that juxtaposition, that dichotomy, like, oh, I am one person this one moment, but then the second I put on the suit, I'm another person. Like, she is that through and through. So because of that, like, she gets to be herself. Uh, I loved the I, I love the character design that they gave her with like the, the, the shorter hair and she gets all these different wig looks. Um, <clears throat> I thought she physically embodied the role really well. I'm sure they had like stunt doubles doing a lot, some of those like climbing scenes, but I thought she did. I think she physically like during the fight scenes, I think she did a phenomenal job and I, you know, and you know, she's a, for someone, I, I think she just did a great job. I honestly, like I, I want to see more work of hers. Like, and that's an, that's also another actress who has a really deep catalog that I feel everybody should see. Yeah, I I feel like she was the right pick for that specific Selena <laughs> Kyle or that specific Catwoman. Um, yeah, and then Jefferson, what did you think? Did you think she did uh, Selena Kyle justice? I know I don't. I not only thought she did her justice, it made me realize, damn, Anne Hathaway was not great as Catwoman. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was yeah. team Anne Hathaway because I, I, I had a celebrity crush on her. But now I'm like, you know what? Bias aside, rose tinted glasses aside, she was not great as Selena. <laughs> Zoe killed it. She really did. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And Whitney, do you have any, have any thoughts on Zoe? Yeah, I absolutely loved her. I thought she was fantastic. She has that vulnerability and that toughness. And she just has great screen presence and i think she definitely captured selena kyle it was i loved her every second i was always excited to see her on the screen yeah i 
I felt that way too. I was like, I, I, I want to see more. Like I want to, and then when she came on, I was like, oh, what's going on now? And then, (laughs) you know, because it was like, I was getting tired of the emo Rob Pattinson, Bruce Wayne (laughs) thing. And then she came on and I was like, okay, great. It's going to get good. Um, So I want to specifically talk about Colin Farrell. I forgot. So I briefly forgot before I went into the theater <laughs> that he was in this movie. So I'm watching it thinking that Cobblepot, AKA Oz or the Penguin was being played by some random dude clicked on me when I was like driving home. I was like, that was Colin Farrell. They did such a good job at not making him look like Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, but how did we feel like the Penguin, like an early Penguin? What did we all think about that, Kenji? Um, what, what was... How'd you feel about Colin? Oh my, first of all, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, who's playing the penguin? Because what's weird is that you see him and you go, I think it's this actor. And then you go look it up and it's not who you think it is. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, it's Colin Farrell. And I went into the movie knowing that it's Colin Farrell. And I was still watching it going, oh fuck, that's Colin Farrell. (laughs) Like, like it's, it's such a trip like i mean my girlfriend like, we went to go see it together and even she was like who was colin farrell in that movie <laughs> and we're like it was penguin she's like no way yeah <laughs> like he just i first of all he that's the thing about colin farrell is that he's just he he really likes lately i feel like he really gets into his roles like horrible bosses like and now with Cobblepot, like he's putting on this like this character and he's just does such a great job and i really want to see more of colin farrell doing wild and wacky like character like characters like this because he really dives deep into it he's like we didn't like half of us forgot he was there you know not because you know he's not good because he's phenomenal (laughs) right yeah yeah i mean yeah um and then jefferson what did you think of of uh, colin farrell i think the uh the same reaction that we that we had for Colin Farrell as Penguin was kind of like my reaction to when I found out Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> if you watch <laughs> Tropic Thunder, <laughs> like I was like I was like watching the Tropic Thunder, like, huh, Tom Cruise in this movie somewhere. I don't know where though, but he, he's somewhere <laughs> here. I guess, I guess it's like a testament to like how much like makeup and special effects have like have like advanced since 2008 like i don't know how much of that was how much of that was like just prosthetics and how much was cg was it all prosthetics do we know for a fact i mean i want prosthetics yeah i was like this is really freaking awesome and he nailed that like i wanted to see Mm -hmm. more of him even you know like i was hoping for more penguin stuff yeah yeah i think you know we I think we're all conditioned to, you know, that <laughs> Cobblepot and the Penguin is very much a boisterously loud, like, mm-hmm. you know, got this accent, you know, like <laughs> I'm the Penguin, right? And like, yeah. just, you know, and then Danny DeVito oh. and his wonderful, you know, work mm-hmm. that he did on Penguin. But then you kind of get like this call and fit where it's like, I feel like most of these people, they were just starting out, right? Like, like they're mm-hmm. just getting their reputations, right? Like they're just starting to do all this stuff. And, um, you know, I think, I think he did a really good job with the part. I want to talk about, also talk about the Riddler. Um, I want to talk about, this was a Riddler. So that was another thing that off the trailer that I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to 
work for me because I'm used to seeing the Riddler as this like boisterous, like just you're going to solve this. Right. And like from the Arkham mm-hmm. city games, um, he's just this, he's crazy, but he's also like this skinny, like white dude who wears like question mark shirts. And he's like, you have to solve my riddles around and you have to get all this stuff. But this guy was a homicidal maniac. Like he literally, it literally put the Riddler in a whole new light for me. Like it, yeah. he was a terror, like he was a terrorist. Right. And then you, he gets exposed and you're like, Oh, he's this like little like dude. Like he's this little, like wait, this guy with glasses is just, but he's insane. And in what he does, you know, I thought his casting was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, Jefferson, what did you think about the Riddler? Can anyone tell me where he came from? Because I actually have never seen a Paul Dano movie. You haven't seen it. Paul Dano movies? Oh my God. <laughs> where is he there from? Be, uh, no country for old, no country for old men. No, no, no. There will be blood. There, there will be blood. blood. Right. Okay. 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 Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. He was also Little in that Beat Boys movie. I forgot what it was called, but he plays uh, the young um, lead singer from the Beach Boys. I, I'm drawing a blank on the movie, but Didn't yeah. Didn't see that. It, is he mostly from TV? Um, I don't think he does a lot of TV stuff. Oh, he was also on Looper. He was in Looper? Also in a movie called The Girl Next Door. This was a long time ago. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yes! Yeah. Is Emil, that with a porn star in Next Door? Yes. Yes! yes. Oh my god. Uh, he's, he's, one of the member, he's, the tri- he's the member of the tripod that has to stick, he has to step up to the plate. I forgot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like my so I saw it with my dad, and my dad reminded me of that. He goes, Oh yeah, he was in the girl next door. I was like, with Emil Hirsch, he was like, yeah, he was the one that at the very end, like the jock was like, oh, I wish I was that dude. And he's the one that had to fill in for the guy that left. So so he's like got this like weird film repertoire, right? And then for like, they're mostly like, I, I don't want to say comedy, but they're like weird quirky movies, like yeah. except for like Little Miss Sunshine, which kind of was quirky in its own way. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw him and like he, I was like, oh, he did this perfectly. Like it was just really good. And then, um just I don't know I I felt like I felt like this Riddler was different but I liked it I liked it in a way where it was like it wasn't too intense but it also was kind of like Riddler-esque when like he would laugh right and even when like Commissioner Gordon when he or he's not Commissioner Gordon excuse me when uh when Gordon was like oh this guy's hilarious and I was like that's a joke because you know he's like always laughing and his jokes are funny but he's a maniac right um, so I thought that was really good. Um, I like I that know... he was a... Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I like that he was... This was a Riddler that feasibly could exist in real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Without, right. <laughs> without, like, taking, without like taking too much away from the actual like <laughs> Riddler as a comic character, like, it, was, it was shocking how much it worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because... Happy... Yeah, oh, go ahead, Whitney. I was just saying, you know, it's scary because you know, people like that do exist, you know, I feel like, you know, he had like a strong, like support system online. I mean, it was, it was a comical scene with him being like, thank you guys. I love this community, you know, and it was just it was so silly, but it's actually very frightening because he genuinely believed these things. Like he thought he was doing the right thing. Like in his mind, he's like, I am changing things for the better. And that's scary. I mean, a terrorist, you know, so yeah. I thought that was a very interesting take on the Riddler. Yeah, I think it was, I think it's, it, it's also indicative of like Batman um, movies and villains is he started out, I don't want to say alone, but he started the movie doing 
his own thing. And then he latched onto the fact that these people were corrupt, which can mm-hmm. relate to people, especially in Gotham, because mm-hmm. they're all like, they're all being, I don't want to say like exploited, but they're all like bottom of the barrel people who are like, we can't get by. And this guy comes along and it's like, oh, it's because your politicians are corrupt. It's because the people in your government are corrupt. <laughs> Here's my solution. And they're like, great. And then that's why at the very end, they're sniping people, right? And like they're doing, cause they're like, this is what we truly believe. But I feel like, you know, with any sort of Batman movie, the villains sort of have to amass that, right? They have to amass their followers. So that mm-hmm. way they can fight the Batman, right? Um, and especially with like the video games too, like you're fighting people's henchmen, right? Like you're fighting Penguin's henchmen, you're fighting the Joker's henchmen and like throughout the whole game. It's not just like one one person controlling all these people, you're fighting multiple villains. And so like the Penguin had his own, right? Like, and then Falcone had his own and then so did, you know, the Riddler at the very end when Batman was trying to stop all of that. So I feel like that's that was really good. Um, uh, do you, do Jefferson or Kenji, do you briefly want to talk about like Matt Reeves' directing in other movies as compared to Batman? I know um, I there's been a couple of movies that I've seen, like you said, Cloverfield, which I was phenomenal movie. I loved that movie when I first saw it. Um, do you want to just mention any of the directorial comments about this movie? You go first, Jefferson. And <laughs> he also do. So he's like mostly done like horror movies. Well, he also did the Planet of the Apes movies too. The, the recent. He did two Planet of the Apes movies, right? It was the first one and the second one. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of Wait, three, the, the, the ones with uh, James Franco? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, one had James Franco and then did he come back in the second one? He did. He, he dies in the second one. <laughs> he dies yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. spoiler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you get two spoilers tonight. I know, right. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler from 2010. Uh. <laughs> right, I forgot he did those. Um, I think like not only did he knock it out of the park with directing a Batman movie, like this was he was not my first choice. Like I would never have thought to like have Matt Reeves do a neo noir like detective mystery movie. Like this was up there with like seven or unusual or usual suspects, and like no, I would not pick Matt Reeves for that. I would pick like an actual person who would who's done like a noir movie. But no, nah, he surprised me too. Like this was God, like the amount of time that people okay, people said like this movie kind of like didn't justify its three hours. I kind of disagree. Like I love the moments yeah. when he lingered on a shot. Yeah. We just had a we just, we, it just stopped at a shot with no interruption, no quippy one-liner it just like let us have that moment and it did and it was like yeah no I, I loved it like I oh gosh um one that came to mind was yeah at the very end when when Selena and Bruce go their separate ways at, at the grave at the graveyard mm-hmm. and we get just a shot of Selena in the rear view mirror and it's like it just it just it just has that moment it just, it just we just it just lingers there for a minute, but ah, it's like it it, it just worked for me for some reason. Yeah, I, absolutely. There, I, I think there were things about this film, and you're right. It was like a, it was, I don't say typical, but it was like a modern detective, like you said, mm-hmm. film noir movie. Where I wasn't expecting that, but it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I hated. Mm-hmm. It was something that was like, I like those movies in general, like watching those movie movies on like um, TMC or 
you know, like when it's on TV, but um, seeing it in like a modern perspective, it fit, right? And you're right. There were scenes that I was just like, okay, is like, is Robert Pattinson going to scream? It's taking too long. I'm a little uncomfortable, but I think it was those uncomfortable moments that made the film what it was, right? Mm -hmm. It's those moments where you're like, this is uncomfortable for me because imagine what it's, um, imagine what it's like for Robert Pattinson or the Batman right now, right? Like, so, (laughs) and, and, and I feel like he did justice to that. And like I said, the film flowed, like it, it didn't, there wasn't a moment where I was like, where I was like oh, checking my watch, like I gotta go, right? The whole movie was just captivating. And there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, I'm bored, right? I think I think that was a really good thing. Um, Kenji, did you wanna add anything? Um, I thought that uh, like, like I, there were parts where like, a lot of people are thinking, does this really need to be a three hour long movie? And then, Fortunately, there are some like you were starting to talk about the cinematography, and unfortunately, I'm like, in a way, it does have to be three hours long because the way that this is shot is just so beautifully done that you just need to kind of like it's like it's so dense, and you just got you have to drink it all in. Um, you know, he just has a he has an amazing uh, uh, you know, DP crew and stuff like that, like phenomenal, uh, you know, directing. And I don't know if this was, I don't know if he wrote this or I, I, maybe this was a directorial choice, but um. There was a the scene with the uh, on the highway though <clears throat> was probably one of my biggest maybe this was a directing choice a writing choice but uh, one the the highway scene I didn't know where it was I didn't know where it took place in Gotham was it near the docks was it on the highway mm. was it you know like geographically like I know that it's on a road but where in Gotham is it I just want a wide shot so I can see the city so I know <laughs> what the hell this is. But the other thing I also had a kind of an issue with was that there were a lot of moments where it just seemed like Batman kind of had a disregard, kind of complete disregard for the human life. Like, uh, and that highway scene was a prime example of it because, you know, he's chasing the penguin and he's going through all these crashes, which there's no way anybody survived from these things. He is mm-hmm. now directly responsible for these people's deaths, and uh, I think we, there, I, we were. T- I was talking to Stephanie about it earlier. There's a. I think we have a clip of when uh, uh, Robert Pattinson just dukes of hazards it <laughs> over like these trucks that have just yeah. of, of, with people that have just truck drivers that have just died because of this <laughs> car chase that Batman's gone through. Like, but without and, you know, those... and, and, and with a strange donation from the Wayne Foundation to these families, you know, <laughs> like, but like. That, that was like the don't get me wrong it looked awesome but afterwards i was kind of going batman <laughs> you don't kill you are just you just killed a bunch of people <laughs> yeah so I think just, it's gonna be like the arkham games where we're gonna see them they, they didn't show it to us but maybe they roll out of their their, their driver's seat and it's like wow that was <laughs> what happened I don't know. that was close just for everybody on this and FYI, he was the writer and the director for the Batman. Yeah, so okay. he did he did both. All right. Um yeah, thanks, Steph, the <laughs> our producer, for telling me that. Um, but yeah, so that's another oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about too. I loved how the movie evolved the relationship between Batman and the city, right? We open with people just absolutely hating Batman. He's abhorrent. Even the police treat him like shit. And the only person that, you know, is decent to him is Gordon, right? And then obviously Alfred. Um, but then 
as the movie progresses, right? And then when you reach the very end, I think he sort of just finds himself in a way where it's like, oh, like I'm going to help these people because it's necessary and it's the right thing to do. And then people want to be helped by him at the very end, right? Um, And I thought that was a very, I I thought it was just a very good choice for this film Um, because it started out dark. It started out, scary and and i think for for him right like if it's year two people barely know who he is right they think he's just a guy in a mask like going around like not killing people but like you know stopping people that are also doing crime but are also corrupt and so people aren't really sure what to think and so they hate him right like he's a freak um which is i think um you know uh, it's very indicative of a batman movie so i kind of like how the film did that how it just sort of evolved the the relationships between the people. Um, I know, I, I kind of agree. Oh, go ahead. Can I add on to the Gotham City thing? Because this is my favorite depiction of Gotham City ever put on film, even, oh. even a little more than Tim Burton, because with Tim Burton, it's still had that almost like unnatural look to it. With this, like, I like it at least more than also the Nolan movies, because... I don't remember a single establishing shot in the Nolan movies that made it look, that made Gotham look as dirty as it was. Here we get like a dozen, like homeless guy over here. Yeah. We got like, uh, oh, but there was there was a there was an establishing shot in this movie that was that was just perfect. It was, what was it? It was during yeah, it was during the it was during the uh, right before we get this POV GoPro shot of Bruce on his bike. There's just a homeless guy just digging through trash. Mm. And I, I just like, it, it just really like cemented how much of a cesspool this whole city was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know I, I agree. <laughs> no, like yeah, the, I mean, yeah, sorry. I was going to just say that it, Gotham smells like it looks, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, like this was like a very, gross very just like just it, it looks it seems like like they really made gotham look like a horrible place to raise your family yeah. smells like and, cocaine and, and cheap cigarettes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i thought it i mean i'm like they i like that they really established gotham city as like its own character yeah. in a way it's like multifaceted and i thought it was really well done yeah, well, it definitely well, captured that like dark and gritty aesthetic that you think of when you see Gotham, not yeah. just like Chicago, you know, like it captured, <laughs> but, you know, it captured was, I, I wanted to point that out. Like Nolan Gotham City is just like, oh, this is just Chicago. Just or Chicago. England. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this Chicago, had like Chicago, Georgia, and Los Angeles combined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was even watching like the subway scene at the beginning of the film when they're, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, even like here in LA when I'm riding public transportation on the metro, I'm like, this is how I feel. I'm like, don't make eye contact. <laughs> Just so you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I definitely agree with that. And Kenji, it's good that you brought up that point. Like they definitely made the city its own character. Um, and I think, you know, I think the people that were in the city and like the way that it was depicted, it was it was a lot. I don't know. Like I said, this film was just real for me. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it was a real Batman movie. Like even the, 
even the club for the elites was nasty, right? Like it was grungy. Like they were doing drops, like they were doing drugs and shit in there. And I was like, I wouldn't order a drink here. Like this is gross, right? Like, but the elite would come there. And I think it just, it encapsulated like the whole feel for the city and the whole feel for the people. And the Mm -hmm. only time we ever saw something different was like, even when the whole church scene, when they were going to go to the funeral, um, even that was dark and grungy, right? Like it was a church, but it was still like, uh, like what's going on, right? Yeah. Um, and have you all seen Blade Runner? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, long time ago. Long time ago. Okay, that I kind of got that city's vibes here too. Like that yeah. with the night too. Mm-hmm. This grimy, neon lit city. Yeah, like a, like cyberpunk. Cyberpunk mm-hmm. 2077. It yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just, a, well, where it's just like, I don't want to live in the city. Like, this city looks disgusting. And I love how it's modeled after LA. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that that the city was its own character. Um, it's really great. Let's loosely, let's talk about the end because I feel like that was a, it was a culmination of just everything that was adding up. And I like the fact that he that at that moment when he got you know when he got shot with the shotgun and then he basically was like knocked out like that was real batman right like he couldn't go on and if selena kyle didn't like come in and like save the day like he would have died and we were all like oh well something's gonna happen right something and then um i don't he injected himself with what like adrenaline i think it was adrenaline right oh it's venom yeah yeah that was that was called it was venom Cobra Venom yeah, from so, Bane. Or it's it's oh, what Bane uses, but he somehow yeah. has it. We don't know how or why. See, well, I'm I so mean, glad we have nerds on, on this thing, because so, I wouldn't have known the, what that was. In the comic books, it's established that Venom is just a random, is a regular street drug that everyone uses. It just so happens that Bane figured out the best way to use it is to inject it into your brain. <laughs> and it basically, and it's just this whole crazy thing. <clears throat> so yeah. But yeah, it, it was cool to see that it's kind of kind of gives hints at did he already fight Bane right. or is that mm. Bane might be something that we might be seeing further down the road. Right. Like sure. it's, it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I so, yeah. I'm so my my um my my selfish like wants every time there's a Batman movie and Whitney maybe you can relate, but I always want Poison Ivy in there. Period. Like Yes. Like Uma Thurman, fine, whatever. It was like, it was, mm-hmm. whatever. but like, I want a poison ivy that's like, I'm going to kill people with these plants. Like, I want that movie. Yeah. Right. Because all these movies, go yeah. ahead, go. It's going to break your heart, but there was a Gotham City Sirens movie meant to come out. Yes. That would have been so dope. It, it should have been. Yeah. On that. yeah. I, I, and I, like, I, they made also, I want to see some Zatanna. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be, I, I want her yeah. too, but. <laughs> you know, Gotham City Sirens, that should have been the movie that came out, but instead we got yeah. Birds of Prey, which wasn't bad. It's just, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, we got that instead of Gotham City Sirens. I don't know why, but sure. Yeah. They were like, yeah. no, we'll just scratch that. We'll just throw in Margot Robbie and we'll be fine. I think, yeah. So, <laughs> like, Margot Robbie makes us money. We're, we're going to put her in the movie. We're going to make right. all of those movies. <laughs> yeah, that's always my selfish need is like some form of like, oh, they could be coming, but I kind of you know, and so also too, the one thing I wanted to mention is even playing the games for me, like there were some references in there that were never referenced in any other Batman movie 
that was in like Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and then even a little bit of Arkham Knight, right? Um, and so <laughs> that, yeah, like I'll when I watch it again, like I got it, but there were certain parts where I was just like, that that wouldn't have been mentioned, I don't think, if the games hadn't come out, right? Like because I don't. Oh, with the with the Arkham and the Waynes. Yes. Yeah. So that was her. awesome. I love that. Yeah. So that so like cool. we get that in in Arkham Asylum where it's basically revolving around like you have to go find these like secret little like glyphs or like little things and then it's like a history of like Ark mm -hmm. of the Arkham's and like how it was created. But then there's all this like supernatural stuff that happens, right? But yeah, I think um, the villains that they did for this movie were great. I obviously want Poison Ivy in there and just, you know, here, kill. But um, yeah, that's always my selfish thing. So um, yeah, are there any final thoughts that we have about this movie? Um, any people that might be hesitant to maybe go see it? Um, any last tips of advice, anything we can think of? Yeah. I would say it is worth, it is worth <laughs> a go at the theater. Yeah. Um, I will say it is. It was a good time. I had a good journey. Um, my dad enjoyed it, um, and he doesn't like going to movies, and so he he thought it was really good. Um, obviously, you can't relate it to all the other Batman movies because it's different. But I feel like it's worth it's worth a it's worth a see in the, in the big screen. Absolutely, I I would def I would I definitely want to try and see it in the larger format screens because uh, I kind of was kind of still being cautious because the whole, because, because of the global situation. So I, I guess pandemic, it was just called what it is. Cause the global situation is something completely else right now. Uh, but the, um, <laughs> the, uh, but because of the pandemic, I tried to find like a smaller showing and like, I got lucky. Like it was like, other than like, like the group that I was with was like only three of us. Like, I think there's like maybe 10 other people in the theater. So we got really lucky, but like, with that being said, there are a lot of shots I look at that I'm like, this would probably be really awesome on IMAX. So I definitely want to check yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that was me too. Like, I, I, I took the day off. It's actually, I saw it earlier today. Because <laughs> I, I, I have the day off from work. I work at a school, so it's spring break. And um, I was like, oh, I'll take Monday off and kind of go see, like, a matinee, right? Which is, like, at 1230. Um, and it was worth it. I mean... I went to a movie theater where you can get dinner and drinks and all that stuff. And it was, it was just definitely worth it. So um, do we have any last quick last minute thoughts before I uh, say, you guys, wanna, you guys want to touch on the potential this has to be a really great can I, can I cuss? I, I've been, so. I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been noticed. Yeah. I've been desensitized from all the cussing, I and guess. Just, just for, just Jefferson. Let's just keep it to about like a minute. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think this has the potential to be, one of the best, like, I think this has the potential to be like way better than the Nolan trilogy. Like going forward, if this yeah a sequel comes out in the next two or three years, if it like just like keeps this pace that it has, like this this momentum that it has, this tone that it has, I think this has potential. Like, mm. I, I I think go looking at the Nolan trilogy through the lens that I have now, I don't know if they hold up as much <laughs> personally. The trilogy as a whole, not like Dark Knight, of course, is still fucking amazing. It's just the trilogy doesn't hold up as much to me anymore. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it could be, um, you know, and it's I think we have to look at it in its own lens and its own point of view, right, with this movie. But I do feel like if it gets even better, like there may be a possibility, right? 
just throw poison ivy in there and it'll be fine. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that's all the time that we have today to talk about the Batman. Um, I'd like to say thank you all for tuning in. I'd like to give an amazing and a wonderful shout out to all my guests here. Jefferson, it was wonderful meeting you for the first time. Uh, Whitney, it was wonderful meeting you for the first time, but we've worked together and it's always great. Kenji, it's always good seeing you. It was good doing another review with you. Um, yes. And then, uh, Kenji, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Kenjinator. It's right there on the, you'll see my name on there for sure. You'll also find me on Twitch, which is the Kenjinator, which is exactly the same thing with the in front of it. Also on Sundays, I am part of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign that I do every Sunday from 3 p.m. I highly recommend you check it out. It's uh, th That channel is called KD in LA like K-D-I-N-L-A, uh, every Sunday at three. It's a fun campaign. Check it out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And Whitney, where can we find you on the socials? Yeah, on Instagram, whimsicalwhitney underscore. And then on Twitter, um, at a loss, it's Whitney. And you'll see a lot of like themed baking and all kinds of fun, nerdy stuff and reviews. So come check it out. Yay. Like nerdy and then... like nerd food? Oh, yeah. Like all, I do a lot of themed baked. Nice. Like, foods and treats and stuff so if anyone ever wants anything just ask me and i will gladly make something for you oh yeah sure. and then jefferson where can we find you i'm on every social media as jeffersaurus that's uh instagram twitter i don't post on tiktok as much anymore but i'm there and youtube and of course like you can just find me in various skits in g4 tv which is now free on pluto tv if you have it <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you all for letting us know where we can find you. Um, always remember that Nom Watch Review and Basic Binges are now in podcast form. So if you missed our live stream, don't worry. You can listen to it on the next day, whether it's on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, or where you get your podcasts. So make sure you subscribe and review our lovely shows. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook as well as here on Twitch. Um, all of our platforms are at Nom Talk Network. I'd like to give... As always, a huge, huge thank you and a huge, huge hurrah to our wonderful producer, Stephanie. So, yes, we love you, Steph. I know you're listening. We love you. I know um, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make, make sure you tune into our next show, which is going to be tomorrow night. It's going to be Nam Watch Review, Tales from the Crypt. It's turning 50. So, ooh, we'll see how that goes. Um, and so until then, I'm your host, Jordan Orozco, and you all have a nomorific day. Bye, everyone.